Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, catching a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry? Then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Dale Lippin, in here with none other than Triple C himself, Henry Cejudo. What is going on, man? How are you? Yeah, Doing good, guys. Just enjoying the summer, watching the Olympic Games, man. It's been uh, this, this pretty much this whole, these next couple of weeks. I'm going to be, I'm be, I'm going to be go to the TV, man. You know, I love, the, I love the games. I love the sports. I love everything that it's, that it's about. And uh, I'm just happy, man, more than anything. That's, a, that's awesome, man. I, I want to camp on the Olympics for a second. I know MMA is like the bread and butter on what we do and what people love, but, man, I freaking love the Olympics more than anything else. I'm a patriot before anything else. So we've got – I mean, we, we've got semifinals wrestling coming up on, what is it, August 1st. As far as those are who are uninitiated with the, uh, with the representatives from the U.S., who do we need to be on the lookout for on the wrestling team this year? Oh man, you, you gotta be on. You gotta be on the lookout. You gotta be on the lookout for everybody. To be on, to be quite honest with you, Team USA, we have we have closing the gap on the Russians. The Russians have always dominated our sports for uh, for years, but the U.S. has somehow always beat the best of Russia. But I think now, I think now, like we're pretty much back to our glory days from like '96 when you had Kurt Angle, you had Kendall Cross, Tom Brands. I mean, you had uh, you had three, four, you had three Olympic champions that year, an Olympic medalist and Townsend Saunders, and I feel like uh, the glory days are back for America. I think a lot of it you want to credit, you know, uh, you know, a lot of sites uh, uh, like like Flow Wrestling, that you know, it's just social media, man. People are able to see techniques and uh, just gravitates towards, you know, people that are that are doing extremely well, super technical. I'm I'm happy I'm happy you talked about social networking for a quick second. Obviously, Henry probably seen online with the whole Simone Biles thing, uh, with the mental health going forward in her events. You being an Olympic champion, obviously, and one of the greatest or the greatest combat sports athlete on the planet. You have to be the most mentally strong person on the planet. So going into these games, what's your take on all this? I don't. I really don't get that. I really don't get that. I think that's when. You would you you wouldn't you wouldn't need yes people around you, or, you know what I'm saying? Like I would I would shine my shoe and probably you know, 
I would give her I would give her a kick, a kick in the rear to be honest with you because yeah. you know if especially if it's mental you've been at the top if there's something bugging you this is why you're an Olympic champion but this is probably the reason why she won't be you know she won't be recognized as a go because of little things like this you know what I'm saying you wait she had you had to wait five years and all of a sudden you're just not feeling good that's you don't want to do it man I don't know guys I'm different I'm different I'm not gonna be one of these uh I'm not going to be one of these kumbaya people. I want to be honest with you, man. Like, right. seeing her, I'm a big fan of Bob. I was a big fan of uh, of, of, uh, of some of Bob's. And I don't know what the mental stuff may be, which I imagine is probably pressure. But that I am bummed out, dude. I'm really bummed out. Like, you know, like to me now, she's, she's a super medalist. Right. Yeah. Because as an Olympian, as an Olympic champion, which is different, you should know better. You know what I'm saying? Like you put the pressure on yourself. It's something it's better, but you strive towards it. I don't know what the mental health stuff is. I feel like everybody's starting to come up with excuses because they're afraid to move, they're afraid to be their best. And mm. that's all there is. If you want to hear from Triple C here, I'm gonna <laughs> cut it nice and clean for you guys, and that's what's up. Okay. Hell yeah. So an, so another Olympic controversy before the games even started, as a purveyor of the fine green yourself, Shikari Richardson cannot compete because she you know, the, the negative drug test. What's your take on the Shikari Richardson situation? This, this is good. I love you guys' this question, man. This is good. I tell you what, I smoke weed. I do mushrooms. I'm I, I'm all about, like, uh, I'm all about doing things that are natural, man. I, you know, as long as it doesn't take over your, over your life. So I'm not a pothead. I smoke weed every day at night to pretty much crash out. But I am not a freaking pothead. That being said, I think marijuana should be legalized. But check this out. This is how fair I am, guys. She knew the rules. She knew the rules. And I've known the rules since I've been out there. I never smoked until once I left the Olympic program. She knew the rules and she didn't follow them for that reason. When you know the rules and you can't do certain things and you still do it, shame on you. That's mm. on you. Even though, even though I feel like marijuana should be legal all across the world, she... She still, she still shot up in the foot, and rightfully so. People have been suspended, like uh, Stephen Lopez, uh, Joe Warren, Joe Warren, who could have possibly won the Olympics in uh, in 2008. He decided to smoke himself, and he already had, he already got had some repercussions prior to that. And they just cannot let that slide, man. I get it, man. It just, it sucks that we're not gonna have our uh, our hundred meter performer, but at the same time. I know the Jamaican chick is the fastest woman in the world. So to me, it's all about winning gold. And if they can't win gold, you can make the Olympic team. But if you don't win gold, then I don't care. I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of kind of like rule bending then, and we'll segue a little bit back to MMA here. I know you've gotten this question a couple times, but let's talk about TJ Dillashaw. Mm. Give, us, give us your thoughts on TJ coming back off the two-year suspension. EPO free, maybe? I don't know. The CEO of EPO, <laughs> a.k.a. TJ Dildo Shaw. <laughs> Do you think he beat Sandhagen? He he beat him. He lost the fight, but he won the competition. Oh, okay. And, and this is the reason why. Sandhagen hit him hard, man. TJ Dillashaw could take a hit, man. He's got a lot of heart, man. I mean, he didn't have a lot of heart in my match, so I got rid of him in 32 seconds. But he had a lot of heart to to withstand some of those knees and some of those punches. 
that he has taken. But at the same time, you know, he did his best to take over time, pressure him. If you really think about the kicks, punches, and knees and things like that, like, it was all Sanhagen. But the thing is, is what I learned from Corey Sanhagen, I, uh, he has no hands. He doesn't have power in his hands. If he's not throwing a crazy limb or a crazy submission, he's really he's, – he's not your meat and potatoes guy, man. Like, he's like the caviar and, you know, the extreme foods that he likes to just throw this cra- crazy random shit that, uh, that, that when it lands, it can knock you up. But if it doesn't, it exerts your energy. TJ did one because, you know what, the judges did score it that way. He did control the time. I kind of go back to my fight with Demetrius Johnson. TJ hit me more. But I just controlled and I pressed and I conveyed to the judges just a little more in order for me to win. So I give credit where credit is due. TJ Gildoshaw did win that fight, but he still wouldn't last no more than 32 seconds with King Triple C, and that's facts. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought up the Mighty Mouse fight because I-, I-, I owe you a debt of gratitude, to be honest with you. Uh, the very first podcast episode I ever did on MMA betting was leading up to the event where you beat Mighty Mouse. And my logic on why you were going to beat Mighty Mouse and why I told everyone to bet on you was because you cannot beat an Olympic champion two times. The first time was a fluke. The second time, he's too mentally strong. He's going to make the adjustments. There's something that comes with being an Olympic champion mentality-wise that I think a lot of people don't understand what it takes to get there. And I knew, I was very confident going into that fight that you were going to get the W. Now... That being said, when your ankle got all weird and shit at the very beginning, I was a little bit nervous. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know. I was a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and what, you, what you just said, being an Olympic champ, this is why I'm so bummed out with Simone Biles. Man. I almost feel like I need to send her a message she can freaking hear it from me because when you, a, an Olympic champion man, who knows what it's like to be the 1% of the 1%ers, Man, we just we don't we don't take silver, we don't take bronze. Like we go out on our sword, man, not on our shoe, on our freaking sword. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna take us out, take us out. But they'll be pulling out, they'll be pulling things like that. Either way, I remember that fight where my my ankle was with, and I had sprained my ankle in those thirty, the first thirty six seconds of that fight. I had a completely high ankle sprain, which I probably had tore something, but I never got an MRI. I couldn't walk for about a month and a half. But either way, man, I was like, I was not. The, what motivated me in that fight was the fact that I didn't want to feel the pain of losing no more. I really didn't, man. The first time that he beat me, and I go back to my Olympic days when I was wrestling um, in the 2007 World Championships. I remember, man, I was so prepared. I won the Pan Am Games. Like, I was like, people were really, people bet the house on me in that time. And I'll never forget it because my first match was against the Iranian. That Iranian, I didn't score a damn point on him. I did not score a damn point on him in 2007. And for some yeah. reason, that whole year of 2007, leading into 2008, I was just losing, 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 losing. And I just didn't understand why. I didn't know. I just didn't know why. But at the, same, at the end of the day, I've always saw light at the, at the end of the tunnel. And I knew that I could, I knew that the only tournament that really mattered at that time was the Olympic trials and the Olympic games. So the two tournaments, that really mattered in my life. And going into the Olympic trials, it was best out of three, and I had lost one of my matches in the finals 
again, it was best out of it was best out of out of three going up against the returning Olympic silver medalist, three-time NCAA champion by the name of Stephen Abbas, which is the guy that I grew up watching. Had to beat him to make the team. I beat him to make the team. I ended up winning gold in in 2008, become the youngest in history. So I go back and I see. I see my match. I, I see the process of what it was like. So when I got here with Demetrius Johnson, to me it was like, man, you know what? You better, you better literally kill me this time, dude. You better, you better literally kill me because I'm gonna do my best to take you out. And sure enough, I go back to the same thing. There's a big difference between you being a better fighter and being a better competitor. T.J. Dillashaw was a better competitor in the fight. He was the better fighter. He, he was just a better competitor. Same thing with me. Because at the end of the day, it's all... If, when you strip everything down to, you know, extreme... To, when you strip everything down to the T, to the bone, it's it's all a competition, man. It's not mixed martial arts. It's about who can perform and do better. And sure, sure. Uh, that, that's all it was, man. It's the attitude, man. It was, it was the attitude and, and not wanting to feel that pain of losing ever again, especially to him. Because you have, to, you have to remember, the dude knocked me out in two minutes and thirty six seconds in round one. It was quick. It was quick. You know, the yeah. most, the most embarrassing. Yeah, the most embarrassing way that somebody could knock down in front of twenty five thousand people when I was in a fetal position. And right. it wasn't. It wasn't even necessarily that. It was more like, God, I thought I was better than that. You know, I feel like I ain't doing my good shake. I don't mind losing if I give it everything that I have. But the way I went out, I'm just like, dude, I couldn't sleep. Like the dude, it was I was on a Pokemon mission. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so Henry, you seem like you're super, you're super motivated by like the two challenge. Two and a half, yeah. Oh, Breaking up. Oh, of course, man, you have to. If if I'm not, if you're not challenged, man, then you know I wouldn't fight, man. I wouldn't do what I'm doing, you know. Well, you have the rash guard on. Everybody wants to know. We ask people, what what do you want us to ask Henry? And you're you got the rash guard on. So what what's what's the deal here? Are we sort of teasing the comeback? Do we do we feel like it? We're looking at the landscape. We got bantamweight, featherweight. I mean, the two biggest things people want to know is Henry coming back and what's the diet look like. So let's get that. Let, let's get all the little. Uh, well, right the now I'm on the stuff. sea. Right now I'm on the seafood diet. <laughs> I eat food and I eat it. Right. Right. <laughs> So that being said, but I would like to come back. But I'm a prize fighter now, guys. Like I deserve that. I deserve what I deserve. You know what I'm saying? I deserve a big payday, man. And if I just can't get right. it, I might as well start my life now. I'm doing real estate now. Okay. So what got you outside of that? So you got the podcast with Tyson too, right? Exactly what you guys are doing. And. And uh, oh no, we're losing them. The car, <laughs> the dreaded car. <laughs> we might be in a little tunnel here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I got the podcast with Tyson. And I'm about to be a dad. My girl's pregnant. Congratulations, man. She's. A, you know, my girl's my my girl's pregnant. Uh, Come on, get it back. You know, get that I, signal I, back. I got a lot of projects. 
Yeah, I got a lot. Of oh man, so choppy. Hold on, let's uh, see. Henry. It looks like your your signal is just totally cut out, man. Um, let's see if uh, see if it comes back real quick. See if we can pump you back in here. No, <clears throat> it's like all the way locked up. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll I'll text him and tell him to come right back in. Do you want me to bump? The, you want me to bump the link and then bring him back, or like bump him out and then have it come yeah. back in? Yeah. Yep. I'll put it on you and I real quick. Click in. <laughs> oh man, it's dude. It's the it's the brutal part of any like of any interview thing, right? Is it with all of these athletes? They're always moving, always going to training, from training. It's very rare to get somebody like that's just sitting down, chilling at the house, connected to the internet, having a grand old time. It's like we're everybody's in transition because they got a million things going on. Yeah. Um, even if he doesn't hop back in, getting 15 minutes of time with somebody the level of freaking Henry Cejudo is unmatched. So I have like zero complaints uh, in that regard. So um no it's 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 unbelievable to hear things oh, like for wait, instance is he the, is that a thing i can't tell yeah, if he's moving let's see if we can't get him to come back in and oh now he's gone again Dang. he's gonna re he's gonna re-click into the link but to know to get his perspective on the simone biles thing you know what's interesting is i didn't have an opportunity to ask him um or I guess it was kind of alluding or heading that way, but it was more so Simone Biles bowed out, not so much in the individual competition, but she did in the team competition. Just in the team. She still has intention to compete as an individual. Which is is much more hardcore, and it makes you think much more about what she believes you know, for the remainder. And you have to think about those other gymnasts. They were reliant on her. Not reliant, but they were definitely banking on the fact they were going to help to get a medal for her, for the rest of the team. Omitting that, you know, you always talk about rising tides raise all ships. The cool thing about that is with her leaving because of her mental issues or so forth, the level to which those girls raised their talents that night, unbelievable. And that's kind of like, hey, we got the cap and the ship down. We all got to learn how to sail this ship. Sure. And that's great to an extent, but also it, it's a team. It's a team event, which right. is it's pretty crappy to just be like, bah, I'm not I'm not going to do it. Like it, it, to your point, those girls were depending on her. They were depending on her as a teammate. So, yeah, I mean, they're all responsible for their individual destinies and they can all qualify individually for certain events. However, that does not do you any good in the team event where you bowed out and hurt the team. So right. it comes it came across a little selfish, but I'm, I'm not there. I don't know what she's got going on. And some people struggle with mental things in ways that I, I can never understand. So I'm not going to knock her too bad for it. But it did seem like a little bit on the. uh the soft side from a mental perspective. But again, I have no, I have no perspective there outside of just armchair quarterbacking. Um, I will say this though, getting 15 minutes with any athlete, uh, especially one of the caliber of Henry, whether he comes back on or not is a blessing and um, something to be thankful for. And everybody that listens to the show was the primary reason why that was able to happen. Um, whether or not it continues, we'll see. And if not, we can get them on the show at a different time, but appreciate everybody that continues to help make that happen. Let's see. All right, let's see. We got the, oh, all right. All right there, here, is. there, okay, we're gonna try. Oh, now he's walking. Now get, <laughs> get your ass off the big, put him on the big. All right, so 
Can you hear us, Henry? We good? All right. We're going to try it. My man's sitting out outside. All right. I think you can. Right. Henry, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Thinking about yes. hearing us? Thumbs no. up, thumbs down. Maybe. He can can you... All right. You Say can something us? so we can hear you. <laughs> huh. I think yeah, he's I on mute. Let's try this. Is the man muted? There we go. There, there we go. go. Now we got him. All right, cool. My man. All right. So last thing we heard before you before you you broke up is you said you were getting into you were getting into real estate and your girl's pregnant, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're pregnant. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're pregnant. Nice. Well, con- congrats. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm six months, dude. Six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh man everything is she, changes uh, is she on that seafood diet too or is it just you no it's just me she is too <laughs> take that back she is too man but have you have, you guys you guys have any kids i got three i got two yeah that's what i'm saying man it, it must be so different when girls are pregnant dude because it's just like oh yeah where did, where did that other girl that i beat where did what happened mm-hmm. to her <laughs> Is, is that why you're training so much now? <laughs> no, it's just like, fuck, you know what I mean? You just can't, you just can't get shit right apparently, you know? Never. 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 Trip. Never. <laughs> never. And then and I'm just like, I just thought it was like, shh. I hate being scared any. So she's pregnant. So she's, so my girl's six months pregnant now. Like our baby should be due in November. So, you know. There's if I do end up coming back to the sport of mixed martial arts, it's going to be to fight. I would love to fight either Alexander the Average, or uh, <laughs> or or Max Holloway, man. And then Ooh. The reason why the reason why I even say a, Ma- a fight like Max Holloway is because I want to challenge man where nobody believes or thinks that I can win, man. Like you know what I'm saying? I want to I want to I, I I love proving myself right. And I love, and I, and if you know, prove people wrong too. But I love the fact that I could do something where nobody really believes that I could do. You know, win a third round in the UFC. I know, I know, Alexander. I know he ain't gonna fight me. You know, and I think Max Holloway would, but it, it all depends on Uncle Dana White. What is it that he wants to do? You know, I, I still train every day. I'm a little, I'm you know, I'm a little heavier just because I don't watch, I don't watch my nutrition as much. But I train, I train just about every day. Whether there's something physical. Or working on technique or helping the guys here at the gym, like I'm doing something. You know what I'm saying? So it Does it's it, either the money or or it's either the money that that'll bring you back, or would be the love or the the money, the challenge, or the love of the game, man. And right now, I don't feel the love of the game. I love the challenge and I love the money, and that's the only thing that will pull me back. But whenever I do for the love to come back, I will come back. But as of right now, ladies and gentlemen, my ass is retired. <laughs> well i'll tell you this much right so you're saying about not being able to do anything right when your girl's pregnant the the, the part of that coin that, that that people don't talk about is once you have a kid you still don't feel like you're doing anything right because i got three kids and i feel like i'm screwing stuff up all the time you're constantly wondering about whether or not you're being a good dad or being a good husband yeah or, but you know, dude but dude you get tough. the dad strength though so henry you thought you were strong before dude you're gonna be just yoked to the gills man yeah yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that that example. I mean, this, this shit's gonna be never ending the more I think about it. 
that's the, that's the worst part, man. Nobody thinks about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I know, I know you got, you got five minutes till train here. I think, you know, obviously I know we camped a lot on the Olympics, but I mean, it's such a big thing and we're such big Patriots over here and you were such a dominant force in wrestling in 2008. I mean, and obviously now, but give us like one parting shot, like what you think about Olympic status, Olympic athletes today and kind of where you see, uh, you know, USA wrestling going forward. Oh man, I, th I think it's not just wrestling, but every sport right now in the world. I mean, you know, television, the internet, uh, social media has has only up the competition because people are able to see things that are doable and catch inspiration from everything that's going on all across the globe. So I just think people, I, I think there is a change. Like even with wrestling, like people don't, people don't, pe people don't train like maniacs no more. You know what I mean? They're using more science and things of that and things of that, things of that nature. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's just a trip, man. It's just a, it's just so cool to see the evolution of like seeing other countries win gold and things like that. Like it's it's impressive, man. We're the country of Brazil and people that have never it, it allows you to let you know that everything, anything, and everything is possible, man. If you put yourself, if you dedicate and uh, your time to what is it the ability that you feel and you think you have, which is your gift. Sure. So, so speaking of gifts, you've been helping out. Uh, or actually, I mean, it's your gig too. Uh, the hot boxing podcast with you and iron Mike, what do you, I mean, what's your, what's your takeaway on this whole podcasting media landscape thing, man? How much are you digging that sitting around chopping it up with people and just having a good time? What do you think about the whole podcasting game? Oh, I think it's good, man. I think it's super, super good. I think it's, uh, you know, especially doing with the legend like Mike Tyson, you know, have a good relationship with them. It's, uh, you know, I think the key is to just be con consistent with it because the moment you stop being consistent is people would jump ship to another place. But uh, right now, Hotbox is one of the best, one of the one of the most watched podcasts in the world right now. And, uh, you know, the, the goal with Mike and I is to, uh, you know, to take it to the level of, uh, of Joe Rogan and eventually license it to uh, to a Spotify, to whomever, an XM radio. Yeah and uh you know get paid get paid even more money <laughs> that's the goal man that's the goal so hanging out with a guy like mike tyson what is obviously he's probably got stories for days but he also drops these little nuggets of wisdom from time to time what's the nugget that he gave you or has given you that you carry around with you a nugget of wisdom that mike's instilled in you that you carry around with you You see, you see, if it's going to be, it's going <laughs> to be, you can't force it, you got to work for it, and if, <laughs> yeah, you guys weren't expecting that one. I, I was not, <laughs> no, I was, yeah, holy shit, is he here? <laughs> no, you no, looking around, I didn't know what was going that. on. Trust me, that's, the, you know, I wouldn't say that shit in front of him. <laughs> No doubt about it. All right, last last question for you before we before we let you go. Uh, you've been on the wrong side of a decision before. Judging in MMA is a huge topic of discussion right now. What do you think about the current landscape as far as judging goes? Is there a way to fix it, or do we think we're just kind of stuck with this broken product with no uh, with no end in sight? 
Now, is the judging is that because of the TJ fight, or is that uh, is that is that where I, I saw Francis Logano to? Yeah, it was mentioned. Was that like in that. the the Miranda Maverick Macy Barber fight? Macy Barber won, right? But it was uh, she thought maybe uh, this is the thing, bro. This is the way I see it. Okay. If again, I'm bringing that Olympic mentality back again, man. I'm sorry, guys, but if you don't no, train it. as a fighter, and I, no, what I'm saying is, as a fighter, as a fighter. You should never train to just win, man. You should train to dominate. And, uh, you know, if the fight is close, then it can go either way. You shouldn't complain. Even if they would have given that fight to Demetrius Johnson, it would have been like, damn, man, that fight that fight was close. You know what I'm saying? At the elite level, you do get up there. But now, man, understanding knowing the game a little bit more, this is why I've been stopping people. Because I don't want people to be like, you know, no, you didn't beat so-and-so. And so like, no, 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 I'm going to stop you. Kind of like in wrestling, you know, you, you get a tech, a tech fall 10-0. You know, you got to have that same mentality, man. So if you don't want to give it, leave it in the hands of the judges, knock them the hell out and win decisive. Now, if you win decisive and they're stealing it from you, then, then yeah, man, then there's probably corruption going on. But as a fighter, I tell you guys that train train to dominate, man, because you do not want to leave it to the hands of some bum judges that have no idea what the hell is going on <laughs> and have never fought before. Absolutely. Absolutely. So – You've been super generous with your time, man. We're going to let you go, uh, so that way you can get get some training in. Um, I don't know if you saw the the promo video that we cut for you coming on the show, but that was made by an Australian podcast, friends of ours at the Run It Back podcast. If you end up fighting Alexander the Average, we'll be able to we can we can we can connect the two together right there. I think there'd be some uh, some, some heat down under if you end up fighting Alexander the Average. Thanks to our buddies over at Run It Back. Yeah. I don't know if you no, saw got, that video. I got or not. I saw bits of it, but it was breaking up. But, yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully we can, you know, put that overgrown baboon midget, you know, hopefully we can take, you know, send him back, man, because he's boring as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, guys, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. You know, it was a pleasure doing the podcast, man. You guys rock, man. You guys keep this energy going. All right, man. Appreciate you, Henry. Thanks, man. Thanks, Henry. Yeah, later, guys. See you. All right. Now I got to deal with you. Now, now I got to deal with you again. I come, I come in in crisp, clear uh, internet though. I come, I come bearing. That's true. You come bearing crisp, clear <laughs> internet. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about some things real quick. One, um, shout out to show sponsor Allegiance. Uh, yeah. They continue to wave the flag for us, so we'll do the same for them. They continue to kick ass. If you want to save money on any sick stuff, whether it be flags, hats, shirts. Anything like that. Go to allegiusclothing.com. Use promo code PUNCH and save 15%. Shout out to Stay Classy Meats. Um, go to Stay Classy Meats. Get farm to table. No antibiotic. No GMO food delivered directly from the ranches in Montana. Directly to your door. Use promo code FIST. You can save 10% on the entire thing. All right. Trey Van Buskirk. Are you well enough to knock out this main card for... Uh, for the event on Saturday, or do you want, do you want me to just spread my wings and fly? Uh, I'm a survivor. I, you're, uh, I can get through the main up. card. Yeah. You can get through the main card. You might want to give the listeners some context as to why I'm dying right now. Though. Yeah. So here's a fun fact. And those of you that listen to our show know this Trey got the jab. We just established that last <laughs> two weeks ago. Um, he told us again that he had the jab, even though we already knew he got the jab. Fun fact. Trey got that Rona, even though he yeah. got the jab. He still got the Rona. 
I got it. I got now, it. Yeah. Did they tell you, do you have the Alpha Bravo Charlie Delta Echo Lima variant? Do you have the African? <laughs> what 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 variant of this completely natural virus do you have? It was weird when I got the result. All there was was like the Batman symbol, just a bat. Mm, gotcha. So I don't know what variant that is, but just saw the bat and knew it was positive. Interesting enough, my wife, uh, not vaccinated, negative. So think on that. Think on that. Yeah. 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 But I, just, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm a survivor. Right, so here, I'm a survivor. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. I, I just want, that's all I, that's all I ask of you. It's just survive, make it happen. Okay. Yeah. All right. all right. So let's break down this main card. Let me get an official bout order up here. Cause I feel like the one I have is outdated. So here's a fun fact. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the first fight on this card coming up, the first fight of the main card is what, do you know, which one is it? Well, considering two of the bouts on the main card have either been canceled or moved to an August card, I'm not really sure what the bout order is anymore. This card has been mixed around so many times. The Kyle Dawkins fight, that thing fell through again. I got pushed to September. Got pushed. And then um, off the top of my head, there's one other um, I'm blanking on that just got just got canceled too. I'm sure I'll point it out when you pull up the card. Was was it the Munir Lazez Nicholas Stolze fight? No. Um, I I'm going to throw away this whole episode. I'm just going to be honest with you. I hate this whole thing. What is going on with your internet here? <laughs> Mine. Mine. Yes. I don't know, dude. Yes. Should I just pop out. Should I just pop out, dude? I don't know. Your internet's awful. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off then. No, I want you to stay on, but I just I'm just letting you know your internet's bad. Okay. It's okay. Just, this is such a stellar episode. <laughs> this is just the, the all, all the big ones are the worst ones, man. We just <laughs> literally I want you to just it's like the when you're when parents plan a vacation and they don't tell the kids and you just leave in the middle of the night. That's what I want you to do for guests. Let me just log in one day and have Max Holloway sitting here because if we promote it, it turns into this every single time. Every well, it's the time internet. It's the internet gods, dude. They just say, you know what, you guys. You thought you were going to be big, but boom, you're not. Humble. Humble <laughs> Lie prostrate before me. All right, man. Was it the Nicholas Stoltze or uh, Munir Lizez fight? Because I'm pretty sure I just saw Stoltz get booked against somebody else. Did that fall through? That pretty- seems like the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's go through this. Let's get to uh, Jason Witt, Brian Barberena, dude. First right, card, cool. first card right. on the main card. Yeah. So you said Jason Witt has an, a chin made of granite um, <laughs> yeah. last time out, and said he was of no no risk whatsoever of getting slept. And Matthew Semmelsberger came out there and knocked him out instantly. Brian Barberena will rinse and repeat the same thing. Brian Barberena been out for almost a year now because he almost died from some sort of weird internal bleeding thing that he had going on. Minus 275 favorite, taking on big head Jason Witt here. Over under on rounds is at two and a half. Brian Barberena inside the distance. Hammer it, Jason Witt. Whatever, bro. The output's too good. Brian Barberena hits too hard. Bam, bam, gets it done. Telling you, he's knocking him out. Jason Witt is not it. You know, a lot, a lot of people said with Brian Barbarena, obviously, yeah, you talked about the internal bleeding. He's also had multiple surgeries prior to that. Um, and people asked him in uh, this most recent camp, they said, how much longer do you plan on fighting? He said, oh, I don't know. Let's just see how this one goes. Yeah. I think when people say that, 
it's a little bit of one foot outside the octagon. Uh, makes me a little bit nervous. And plus, dude, he's been in so many wars. His, I don't want to say he has a fragile chin because he doesn't. He's a very strong individual. But over time, the chin starts to go away a little bit. And you wonder how long, how many more battles can it take? Jason Witt, though, to your point, man, he got knocked out, knocked out via a jab. The dude is a paper chin. Um, I like that play. I like under two and a half more than anything. Jason Witt's got some decent submissions and if he's able to get on top without taking much damage there's an opportunity there for him to get a sub but i think you're you're probably in a smart position uh barbarina under two and a half barbarina under two and a half the reason why barbarina is saying the way he is because he literally almost died so yeah I, if i almost die and then i survive it i'm not in a big hurry to go out and get punched in the face again especially because right. the guy's made a living uh he's got a ton of acreage has a farm has a life outside of the cage you almost die puts things into perspective. So yeah, I can, I can understand not wanting to, you know, like Henry just said, I need a payday or I need something that excites me. Yeah. Almost dying can also be added to that list. Yeah. So, uh, we got Ryan Benoit. Yeah. Benoit Mm -hmm. because I went Ben Wall for the longest time and it is Benoit. The human Ninja turtle, Ryan Benoit at 10 and seven, taking on Zaruk Adeshev, Adeshev at three and three, uh, we went against Adeshev last time out, did we not? We did, yes. Yeah, and it favored us well. And I'm yep. going to go against him again because I like Ryan Benoit. Uh, I'm a little confused by the odds here. I think maybe it's the salty record of Benoit that's get, getting Adeshev a little bit of love. I also don't understand Adeshev having the record that he has and still maintaining his roster spot. This fight has me slightly confused, but I do love the power of Benoit and I love the ill intention in which he throws, and I'm leaning him at a minus 130 here. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to talk through this fight just because, you know, flyweights in general, um, it's I, – I like to stay away from that division. <laughs> right. I do because they're so durable. Um, so I like, obviously, the over two and a half here. Um, you know, Benoit, you, you forget, dude, he was – He's had health concerns himself. He's had tough weight cuts. He's he's struggled uh, getting down to that 125. So I'm a little bit worried, um, especially in this COVID era uh, sure. and tough cuts. That could be a tough thing. Um, but yeah, I, I I do like Benoit. He's a seasoned veteran. He can get it done. Um, he's got a short travel time. I think it's good for Benoit. Um, I'm going to go with him, um, but I'm going to fare more. This thing goes to the distance because both are very durable. There's a, quite a few fighters on this card that you need to pay attention to as far as weight is concerned and whether or not it's a weight cut uh, issue. Ryan Benoit is one of them. Yeah. Nico Montagna, who we'll talk about later on, is one. And then you've also got Jin Yu Fry as well, mm. um, who we, we you just got to watch as far as weight is concerned, man. They're they're. I would not and I would not throw any of them in on a parlay and probably realistically unless you have a strong feeling avoid creating any parlays this early in the week until you actually see the weigh-ins. The weigh-ins are going to be telling this week. I would anticipate one if not more fighter missing weight on Saturday or on Friday. Um right. as it stands right now I'm leaning Benoit. All right, Kung Yo Kong Kung Yo Kong Kang Kang Kung Yo Kang. I can't Kang. Remember. Kang. Kang versus Ronnie Yaya. Ronnie Yaya, 27 and 10. Kang at 17 and 8. Are you going to go with Ronnie Yaya here? I know you're a Jits guy, and I can feel 
your jitsy like sense tingling here. You going Ronnie Yaya? Because I always go Ronnie Yaya just based off of how good he is on the ground. Well, this one this one hits home, dude, because I've had the fortune of training with Hani Yaya, dude. Oh, Hani, you're right. Sorry, <laughs> you let me say Ronnie seven times, and you're right, it is Hani. Sorry, he, he was Ronnie three years ago, and I you're think right. he switched it uh, when the woke age came out to make it Hani. You know? Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love Hani, but the only thing I don't like about him is he in recent years has fallen in love with his hands to set up his jujitsu, and when he falls in love with his hands, he throws really heavy, and it's wild shots. It's not conservative. It's not technical. It's nuts. And the reason is he wants to create that kind of craziness to hopefully get it down to the ground and use his jujitsu. I think Kang is going to come in. He's going to be the more technical striker. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's just a very like meat and potatoes type guy. He's very good at certain things, not overtly great at other things. He's probably going to be a little bit, like I said, more technical on the feet, but I think in the chaos in a small cage, remember people, we're in the apex, small cage, throw the heavy hands, make it dirty and get it on the ground. You know, honey by sub is the play. Um, and if you don't even want to do that and get cute, why not take plus money on a guy that is a vet and who's got a, a disparity for jiu-jitsu is far and away for Hani. I actually just like under two and a half here because mm. I feel like Yaya will kill himself trying to get a submission. And if he can't get it, we'll, we'll do exactly that. He'll tire himself out to the point where Kang might be able to get a TKO here. And then the flip side of that coin is, is that Yaya can do what he does very well and get the sub. So I'm more just so leaning under two and a half and hoping for a finish. Don't forget Kang's coming off a two-year layoff. Oh, two-year layoff. That's right. Um, so you got a big layoff coming up. Small cage, submission specialist. Hope he's doing his work on the ground. And Yaya, like I said, will kill himself trying to get that submission a la Derek Minner versus Darren Elkins, who here I am slapping myself on the wrist publicly. I went against Darren Elkins after I said that I should bet on him. I went against him and went Derek Minner. My lesson has been learned. Uh, Darren Elkins, 10 and 6 as an, as an underdog. We always talk about fighters uh, or underdogs that will fight for your money. Darren Elkins is that guy. I went against my own logic. I did it. I've done it twice now. I did it against yeah, Darren Elkins. Yeah. And I did it against Dan Ige. I never bet on fighters coming in that had just had a kid. And I bet on Dan Ige and he lost. And then I bet on Darren Elkins because uh, I went against a dog that lost um, or that would fight for my money. But one last thing about the card last week Hannah Goldie lost. So the show remains undefeated. Dude, she didn't even look good. Undefeated. Undefeated. I know. I know. Don't fade the show. Henry, if he comes back, it's a guaranteed it's a lock. It's a, well, it's all, he's our well, so here's the thing is we have to figure out what we're going to do because he's going to have a kid before he comes back or like before he fights mm-hmm. again. So we're going to have to figure out a way to counteract that. Right. We got to figure out a way to counteract the kid curse. So yeah. Anyway. All right. Cheyenne buys. Uh, oh wait, hold on. Because she got promoted to co-main. So what's the one that got brought up? Um, there had to be one that got brought up. What was it? Do we know? I don't know. I was just thinking it was Cheyenne buys, and then the Hall Strickland fight. So five, like like four, five. Yeah. No, that'd be four, that'd be five. All yeah, right. Then yeah. Yeah. Cheyenne buys taking on Gloria DePaula. Uh, Cheyenne buys at five and two. Gloria DePaula at five and three. I don't understand why Cheyenne buys is super hot. Well, I that's just that 
Alfredo, Alfredo you are. Um, the <laughs> my thing with that is is that I don't right. I don't understand how she gets a co-main event spot after getting annihilated by Montserrat Ruiz, who only beat her with a with a with a headlock. Well, you can say the same thing for Gloria DePaula coming off uh, the Genu Fry unanimous decision the other way. Both these are not deserving anyway, shape or form of co-main slot slot. No way. But it's a chick fight. It's the only one on the main card, and you got to have it. So do we go DePaula here at plus 142 because women's underdogs are science and they went two and three last week? I know it's normally science, but Cheyenne buys is tailor-made to beat Gloria DePaula, dude. She was tailor-made to beat Montserrat Ruiz, and all Ruiz that was hold onto her head like she was wrestling an alligator. And she I couldn't know. get away from her. I know. I know. But that was also a tough card. Wasn't that the card that her husband was fighting on the same card and they both lost? Pretty sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes. there was a lot of added yes, pressure. There was a lot of added pressure. Um, Cheyenne Bai is going to come in with a wrestle heavy attack. Laura DePaul is going to be more stand up. I like the wrestle heavy attack. You know me. 2021 Trey, dude, loves him some wrestlers. Um, okay. I'm going to take Cheyenne Bai's um, over two and a half for sure. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. I will, uh, I will say this. I'm going to go with women's underdog just because it's science, but I hate this fight and I'm, I'm only betting on it. Due, for, due to scientific purposes, for no other reason than that. I have no desire outside of that um, to bet on this fight. And Haley says that Cheyenne is super small, like is not big uh, mm. at all. So uh, we'll see what we'll see. You know, I don't want to create controversy, but she said she's not very big. So, all right, main event Uriah Hall taking on Sean Strickland. Um, man, I, dude, what do you do here? Sean Strickland, 23 and three, Uriah Hall. At 17 and nine, Uriah Hall plus 180 to Sean Strickland minus 210. That's a steep price on Sean Strickland, but I kind of agree with it. Uh, uh, do you want to go first here? Because I've got a lot to say about Sean Strickland and Uriah Hall. This is this is where I get emotional, Dale. Oh. And you need to you need to get me off my emotional pedestal here. Um, okay. I just I don't know if it's because Sean Strickland's riding this, you know, win streak or whatever, but he's become very boisterous. He's talked a lot. He's been a big mouth. He's, you know, Orlando Sanchez, Ruka Jim, underhooks, you know, uh, that whole debacle. He's just been very out there. Now, yeah. Uriah Hall, we say this every single time Uriah Hall fights, is the guy never truly lived up to the hype. He never lived up to that spinning back heel kick that, you know, back from contender series um, that he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the rebirth of Anderson Silva. He never really, you always say this, I'm going to quote the Dale Lippin here. When the lights were the brightest, Uriah Hall never met expectations. So correct. Sean Strickland though, he's battle tested. I don't know. He hasn't fought the near the level of competition that Uriah Hall has. And when you talk about bright lights, Sean Strickland has not seen the bright lights yet. So this is why, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of money coming on Uriah Hall because I think it's a lot of the casual cash. Um, I think Uriah Hall is going to be better on the feet. I really do. I think he's going to be more dynamic, but I think in that bully type area, that boxing that Sean Strickland knows that we have, um, it's going to make it dirty. And Sean Strickland, if he's durable enough, I think he could get it done, but Man, it's hard to pass plus 180 on Uriah Hall, man. I'm going to pass it. I'm going to do so with ease. Um, I, have no <laughs> I have no desire to play Uriah Hall here. One thing worries me about this, right? 
Um, rub the crystal MMA ball body shots. I'm worried about Sean Strickland and I'm worried about body shots. He walks forward very horizontal. He does not blade himself in any way, shape or form. And Uriah has shown himself to have a pretty decent body attack, whether it be kicks, whether it be hooks to the body. I do worry about that. That's my only concern. I love the chin of Sean Strickland. I do believe that he's battle-tested. If you look at his three losses, his three losses, Santiago Ponzanibio, Kamara Usman, and Aleski Dos Santos, those are three well-weathered, battle-tested. Hell, uh, freaking one of them is, you know, <laughs> on top of the welterweight heap right now. Ponzanibio just finally got back in the W column. Right. And Aleski Dos Santos is just – he's right outside the fringe of the top 15 – but this was back at welterweight. This isn't even 185. Now we've got a Sean Strickland uh, back at 185. When Sean Strickland was in his heyday, not in his heyday, but when he was ripping through welterweights, I thought he was like this weird rain man, idiot savant type dude because he came in placid face, didn't really say much, and just destroyed people. Right. right. Well, it turns out he was just kind of a moron that nobody wanted to give a microphone and now that they gave him one and he's got a voice through social media he won't shut up i know and i kind of and i kind of love him for it i know mm. you hated the orlando thing but i love it i think we need guys that toe the line between hero and villain and sean strickland's perfect he's not afraid to he's not he's not afraid to say what he thinks because he doesn't really have the filter to go hey should i say this or shouldn't i say it he just speaks it which is great if you believe in what he's saying and if you think it's offensive, then your feelings get hurt. I love guys that walk like that because nine times out of ten, I think about what I'm saying ten seconds after I've already said it and go, oh, that's probably a dumb thing to say. So I relate to this kind of person. On top of that, he's a freaking killer. He's laser accurate. He's got pitter-patter boxing, but he has a tremendous output. He's got mm-hmm. a chin made of granite, and he he's super versatile. His his record is a hodgepodge, a kaleidoscope of submissions and knockouts. The dude can get it done anywhere. So I'm going to bet on him until I see him lose because I've only seen him lose to the upper echelon of talent, which Uriah Hall, to this point, has not been. So I'm not betting on Uriah Hall unless I see him win fights. And even then, we talked about taking him against Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman broke his leg. Uriah Hall didn't do something crazy. Chris Weidman broke his leg. Talk about taking Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva had moments of brilliance in that fight where he had Uriah Hall in trouble. Ultimately, Uriah weathered the storm, made the adjustments, and got him out of there. But even then, Uriah was trying to mess it up. Even then, he was trying to drop the ball. I, he's on my no bet list has been for a while. He's not first team all no bet, but he's pretty darn close. He's at least second team all no bet. Uriah Hall sees none of my money unless I'm taking him by knockout. Very, very small sprinkle. Cause I think he might finish Sean Strickland with a body shot, but I'm still taking Sean Strickland and I'm still taking inside the distance. I know uh, much like Marvin saying in the chat here, dude, minus two fifteen is, is a steep price, man. Very, so what do you yeah. do with that? hundred percent. That's a, that's a very expensive price on him. Um, but I feel confident enough in him to not, maybe if I'm not playing that money line to throw it into a parlay or just an inside the distance play and just hope for a finish. Just, just go inside the distance, make whatever 40 cents on your, on the buck and just let it ride and just hope for a good, good fight. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes it's just a matter of making fight night more fun, um, and doing so and amplifying that fun by putting a little bit more money in your pocket. So, uh, that's that's one way to do it. All right. 
Um, we're going to do the prelim cards on Friday. Hopefully, when you're feeling a little bit better, we're going to do it on Bets and Beers Friday night, Instagram Live. Hopefully, when you're not looking like you've got one eye that's melting off your face, um, yeah. you're in bad shape right now. I see I, you. Dude, I'm like, you know, I feel like when we do this podcast, sometimes like I'm like the face. Like sometimes if, if it's like. Oh, you're the face. Normally, normally, dude, if the internet's bad, I pop off my shirt and it makes everything good. Yeah. Can't pop off my shirt right now because I have no energy whatsoever. Yeah. Now you're the face on the voice. That's that we we've already established that. So if we could somehow find a way for me to like get behind you and move our lips in unison, like whose line is it anyway? We'd be on ES. We would have been on ESPN years ago. But there's just we just can't that, do that right. That now. or like you, you come behind me and like ventriloquist me, dude. You just move me, move exactly. my mouth. Exactly. Well, dude, I'll just put my. Um, I'll just, I'll just grab. I'll grab you by your gooch, bro, and I'll just give you a little tickle. And you just, yeah, it'd be like it be like ratatouille. Three fingers, you know, two finger, yeah, and then you'll know exactly what to do, man. No worries. Ah, <laughs> oh, it comes so naturally. It's so yeah, weird. This is so weird. <laughs> anyway, all right. So Friday night Instagram live at Punchlist MMA. Uh, we'll pick a time. We'll do bets and beers. Then we'll break down the whole prelim card. Uh, shout out to Henry Cejudo, Fight Ready MMA for making that happen. Yes. Uh, appreciate you guys. Shout out to show sponsors, Allegiance and uh, Stay Classy Meets. If you guys don't already do so, uh, follow us everywhere you possibly can. Instagram, Twitter, uh, email us if you're into that kind of thing. Chat at Punchlist MMA. I've been on Twitter a lot more lately. I'm trying to get these Twitter fingers strong. Um, so hit us up on there. Appreciate everybody tunes in the show. Continues to make the things that we do here possible. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. If you haven't already done so, Check out our boys over at Run It Back. Check out our boys over at Lunch Money Bet. Check out uh, our boy over at Four to Win MMA. We're going to be doing some Spanish stuff here real soon. We're going to be getting into this, the whole uh, trying to do stuff. You know, my man's going to has already offered graciously to hook us up with some Spanish lessons or to operate uh, as you know translator de facto for some if we can get some uh, you know Latino uh, or Latin American fighters on here. If we can do that, bueno, bueno, bueno. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna try to parlay that. Maybe if we can get maybe if we can get Tracy Cortez on here and have four to win translate, and then we'll just, yeah. we'll, we'll pretend that we're all that we all speak Spanish. Yeah, but then she's gonna bring on Brian Ortega, and I'm gonna want to fight him. It's a whole but, thing, dude. But you love Ortega. You guys are I boys. Don't like, I don't like Ortega. Speaking of which, did you see your boy claimed his kids finally on Instagram? No, he, he really. Yes, yeah, somebody put a thing up. He put a thing up on his on on I think his story and had a picture of his kids on it for the first time ever. The dude finally acknowledged that he had a life and kids for a while. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, says, yeah. he doesn't have a wife, but a life, life, L, and kids, which is weird. Well, he does have a wife. They're in the middle of getting divorced. But yeah. Yeah. So there's that. There's, anyway. there's your TMZ breaking moment, bitches. Boom. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trey, I hope you feel better. I'll talk to you soon here, buddy. And uh, producer Jake, you killed it as always. Smoking darts outside while we had a guest. Uh, <laughs> appreciate all you guys to tune into the show. Be good to each other. We'll see you on Friday. Yeah. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 